All right, welcome into the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. I'm I'm back. You probably liked it better without me, Paul Dinner Jr. of the Athletic. C Trent never left. C Trent Rosecrans. What's going on? Con- congratulations uh, for the show getting so much better when I was not here. Like, <laughs> I really it makes me feel good inside. It makes me feel real good about myself. Like, <laughs> if you noticed, it wasn't me making it better. So. <laughs> Um, that is, it was Dan, Zach, and, um, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. Have we decided what we're calling Joseph Votto yet? Is he, are we, are we to decide if we're like friends with him or, uh, or how close our relationship is to know whether we can call him Joe, Joey, or Joseph or, or how he'll take it? I enjoyed that part a lot. I, I often call him Joe for a reason I do not know. Yeah. But I, I, li- I like the idea of, like, you're Joey until you try to be, like, you know, have a serious person life. Yeah, and I, I just liked him calling out, yeah. oh, so I'm not a grown-up. No, it was fun. Uh, we had some fun. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was not as fun as talking to you. Okay. Um, I miss you, buddy. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, but, no, seriously, like I said this, I think, on one of the podcasts, just, like, how awesome you guys all did. Um, you and Jay and specifically, but then the whole team, I mean, that NFL draft coverage was unreal. Yeah. It was, it was cool to watch happen. I mean, you know, you, it's like anything, uh, you put plans together and you have an idea of what you want it to look like, but so often you end up walking away frustrated because you know, best laid plans. Uh, but this was one of those where like the best laid plans Ex- were executed like to watch a team across the entire country and all the college people jumping in and having all these great features ready to go as soon as guys were drafted uh and able to do dr- have all that analysis on the back i mean it was just it was really cool to watch and it was kind of a it was that was an event when you combine college and pro and all these people in different markets that are so much so insider um of exactly what like the athletic platform is made for. It's just totally made for that. Um, and to watch it kind of pop out like that was, it was cool. It was cool to be a part of. I was just happy to be, you know, doing our own little part in, in our little, you know, corner of the, the NFL college football world. Yeah. The it was super cool. Yeah. So, so I hope if people haven't gone back and listened to the podcast, um, what you had with, with, with Joseph, Joe, Joey Votto, um, you re-upped with, uh, Zach, you set, talked to Dan Straley, um, who's over in, where's, where's he at exactly now? He is in, uh, Busan, South Korea, Busan. and he will be, uh, he's the opening day starter for the, um, Lotte Giants, uh, on, uh, Tuesday morning, our time, uh. It'll be Tuesday evening their time, which is awesome. I, I, I it's fast. That, that to me was fascinating. People haven't got a chance to go back and listen to it. I highly recommend it. And I kind of wanted to start there a little bit because, um, you you look at what is happening and they're starting. They're having their opening day now, and, and everybody in Major League Baseball trying to figure out when, what, how. I mean, it, nobody has any real answers at this point. Um. I'm curious from from the conversations that you've had and your takeaways on how what MLB is watching, how they're watching how the the KBO has kind of gotten to opening day and the way they're doing it, and and maybe the things that are standing out about how they've pulled this off. Yeah, well, I, I think the 
first thing goes with the governments of South Korea and Taiwan. Uh, the CPBL is going on in Taiwan. They've been going on for, for a while now. Um, that That's the big thing, is that the governments and their reaction and uh, their availability, them making the availability of testing and all those kind of things, that's where it all starts. Yeah. Um, those countries have done a kind of are leading the way in how to handle this. And so that's the biggest thing is that, you know, there was a, I think it was like last Wednesday. I haven't looked at all these stats, uh, but I had written it for a story last Wednesday. There were only four new cases in South Korea and those were all detected at the airport. There were people coming in. So there were no native cases on that day. Taiwan has had several days uh, without cases. I, I've just seen that more uh, during baseball games, noticed, uh, mentioned. So that's where it starts. And that's something that Major League Baseball does not have control over um, with the two countries that Major League Baseball's played in. Yeah, and they're out there playing without fans, um, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, it seems to be, it's interesting. I, I, I feel like I'm hearing more and more about the idea of how to get fans in, whether it, and how many fans you can do and ways to try to make that happen. I mean, it was, you know, from the NFL side, I know the owner of the Dolphins is on Good Morning America talking about how they're trying to create new gates into their stadium for social distancing help and things like that. And we've, you know, even in, in, some of the stories that Ken Rosenthal has, has written talking about the idea of having some fans in later in this season. It seems like you know, obviously there's a desire to try to find any way possible to make that happen. And it, it the, the, every, the goalposts change, the facts, everything seem, changes so much so quickly. It's hard to really say anything other than I don't know, but it seems like there's a increased push to not only try to play this year, but, you know, f- find some way to get some fans in the building if possible. Yeah, uh, to me, that's almost the cart before the horse, yeah. but we shall see. Um, I'm still waiting to see if there will be games and all the different uh, things in that. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be real different. Um, that's not something, you know, and it's easy for me to say. It's easy for me to say uh, I, I'm not worried about when the fans get in because, well, I'm not going to be one of those, and I may or may not be. I mean, I don't know if the media would be let in. Um, under the Arizona plan, I don't think we were expecting to be let in and to be in Arizona um, and to probably under the Arizona plan, which is looking more and more or less and less likely. Uh, so I, I think what's looking most likely now, and of course, this could change. I mean, there was at one point where I was like, man, it might be Arizona or bust. And this has, of course, changed. So that's a huge disclaimer to say, I don't know, which we should just kind of do that at the front of the, the podcast. <laughs> we don't day. really know. Right. <laughs> like disclaimer. I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Um, but but what it's looking like is maybe this uh, three uh, 10 team divisions and some kind of expanded playoffs on that. Um, but, but kind of a East, Central, and West. And that would be the Central. The Reds would be in the Central, along with the Braves, Cubs, White Sox, uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and St. Louis. Um, so that would be the 10 team, uh, thing. And then it, that limits travel and it keeps travel a little more 
a little easier for everyone involved. Uh, you know, so that would make sense. And also you would have a universal DH and then some kind of different playoff format. And who knows what that would be at this point. Uh, I, I think you would see an expanded playoff at the very least more than the, uh, current. What do we get in? Three, four, five, ten teams. Uh, so I think you could expect maybe even, I don't know, 15 teams, five from each. Huh. I mean, if you, uh, that's, that's just a guess. Yeah. I, I, I haven't really looked in that much just because again, I, I, I kind of, a lot of times I ignore what I don't know and what I can't figure out. So I'm just kind of looking at broad strokes and not getting into the details because yeah. you can drown in details that are, you know, go off into the night. Yeah, and and you know, Major League Baseball has to figure out what maybe this any of these plans look like, and then go to the MLBPA. I mean, yeah, because you got there's there's negotiate. You've got to come to an agreement on how this all is going to get executed there as well, which is another step. Um, who knows how tough or easy that will be, but and what seems logical doesn't always end up that way. Right. So that's always another part of that as well. Yeah. That the DH thing, is that my gut says that would be good for the when you look at the makeup of the Reds if they were playing with a DH. Oh yeah. With with all I the extra so. outfielders that they in the you know you were already talking about how are they going to find ways to get these guys in the lineup and like a guy like Castellanos who who has people question his glove, right? I mean, well Jesse Winker. Winker. Um yeah. You could also, you'll also have expanded rosters, more than 26. Mm. I mean, you could have as many as 30 guys. And, and I think a lot of that will be pitchers, but you know, you're sitting there. Well, do you send Aquino down? Well, now Aquino is in right field a lot of times or, or is sitting on the bench or coming off the bench. Maybe a guy like Mark Payton, who, who has had a really good spring, who's gives you that speed. Perhaps he's the rule five pick. Who knows what happens with rule five picks now? Uh, if there's expanded rosters and no minor league season, you might see a lot more Rule 5 guys. Uh, they may even just, I don't know, uh, most of those guys might stick. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, you know, you could move Joey Votto over to DH sometime, have Mike Moustakis at first, Nick Senzel at second. Yeah. That's, you know, there are a lot of moving parts in that. You know, Castellanos could DH a bit, Winker, um, you know, that opens up spots for Aquino and Irvin to play in the outfield. And now suddenly your outfield defense looks a lot better. Yeah. that, And I'm sure every team is playing out these types of things. But w- when we spent so much time uh, at the beginning of this offseason talking about how are they going to find at-bats for all these guys and, and wondering about the out, the defense, it's like, you know, them just playing with a DH certainly uh, helps helps move both of those in the directions they prefer. Well, you know, it's funny because I was bringing that up um, when they signed Mike Moustakis and people said, well, you know, this seems weird. And I was like, well, you know, and they're like, what about three, four years into this contract? I'm like, well, I, I kind of expected a universal DH in 2022 anyway. Yeah. I think we may have seen our last pitcher hit it. Wow. So you think this will phase it out once they just, once they go through the season, just say, you know what, let's just use this as an opportunity to just go all DH. Teams are used to it. Everybody that just watched it is used to it. Let's just stick with it. I, 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 I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm not going to bet on it, but I could, I, I see it just as likely that we've seen our last, uh, pitcher hit in the lineup is, is not. 
Yeah, that's that's really that's really fascinating. Because um, I mean, there was it was like you said, it was going to end up that way anyway. I I I think it, it's just it was either going to be in 2022 and maybe now in 2021. Yeah, because of the new CBA, that's coming. It, it is the writing is on the wall. I know a lot of people don't like it. I don't particularly like it. I enjoy that strategy and that the you know making baseball players play baseball part. Uh, but you know, it's 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 coming. I just I don't see any way around it. Yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. I, I just you know I, I look at I look at something like the three team ten team divisions. And I don't, I mean, you don't really build a baseball team to, to win a specific division. You just win them to go, you, you build it to go win games. And I think that's the case here. What is it, what do you think would be any fallout of only of having a 10 team division versus the regular? So does it change much of anything? I think it changes a bit, but I don't know how it changes until we see the playoff format. Yeah. And how many teams and how it's going to do it. Um, it'll be interesting for, I don't know, it, and this might be another thing where it's like, oh, this worked better than we thought. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in baseball. To me in baseball, like, oh, we were so upset about the wild card. And this is just terrible. How could they do this? I mean, they said the same thing when they put in divisions in 1969. You know, oh, this is just not how baseball is. We do this all the time in baseball, and then we kind of get used to something. Interleague play, we get used to it. It's the worst thing ever. We get used to it. It's, there's always this just knee-jerk reaction that something is terrible, and then we kind of get used to it. And the wild card, and then two wild cards. Oh, God forbid, it's just one game. And then you have these awesome games, and everybody's like, that's the best night in baseball. So I, I don't know. I mean, again. Back to our initial disclaimer. I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting and it, it could, the, one of the un, unintended consequences is, um, people may see this and go, Oh, this is nice that we have so many more games at a certain time. And for TV, you know, none of those late West Coast games that Fox Sports Ohio is not going to get a lot of, of, um, viewership for. Maybe we see less trips to the, fewer trips to the West Coast. Um, you know, and that's kind of where we are with the unbalanced schedule already. Uh, this, this limit on travel and go, Oh, all these, let's see. Um, one, I'm counting two. This is great. Ready? Two, three, (laughs) four. Um, so of the, in the central division of the 10 team central division, you have four East Eastern time zone teams and six central time zone teams. Because I think Minnesota's is Minneapolis in the Central Time Zone. They, you know I, yeah, I believe they're Central. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Atlanta, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Detroit are East Eastern Time Zone. Uh, the, both Chicago teams, Kansas City, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Minnesota are Central Division. Now that'll be the West will have the biggest discrepancy in that because you have Pacific you'll have three time zones in that one with the te- two Texas teams. So that one will still be tough. Um and then the eastern one will be all eastern teams. Uh, yeah, which will be interesting. I mean, so that could help TV. 
Is this is this buses and like seven game series uh, in the regular season? You know, to avoid, do you just go play all your games against Atlanta at once? Right, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it seems like that would be how it end up. I could see five game series. Quite honestly, that's yeah. how they do it in the Southern League, and um, you could do five game series and just have them rotating. It, it's it's funny. Um, you'll see because that would limit the travel. And it gives you, it's funny, uh, I talked to scouts, they love the Southern League, because the Southern League plays all five game series. And for a scout, that's great because you go see every starter. Yeah. You know, everybody does a five man rotation. So the scouts can go and they can do, a, they can sit on a team early and sit on a team late and see everybody. And it helps their coverage as opposed to three games. So I could honestly see that, which would be would the unintended consequences would be interesting. That would make, you know, forever we say, well, it doesn't really matter who starts opening day and who's matched up against whom. If you're having these five game series, it's almost like uh, this is kind of an obscure thing, but it's almost like college tennis. Um, I love college that tennis. It is obscure. Tell me more about college uh, yeah. tennis. <laughs> but But you have. But yeah. it's serious. Like you have your number one court and that's worth one point. Yes. But you put your top guy in number one court and then you have your guy on the fifth court. Well, that's still worth one point, but it's your fifth best guy and you will see some matching up and maybe some gamesmanship in how the uh, manager sets his rotation. Hmm. So instead, you know, it's always like, well, you know, it's only on opening day. Does the one start against the one? Well, here you could have, um, you know, it's Luis Castillo versus, uh, I'm just trying to think of a number one right off, Jack Flaherty every time the Reds and the Cardinals play game one. Right. I mean, that's kind of fun. It's like college baseball too. Maybe that's a better, um, a little more mainstream college baseball. Yeah. Although what is, I don't even know what mainstream is anymore. I'm, I'm sure that old college tennis is being shown Amen. on some, some network somewhere. Uh, but, Dude, I would pay to watch some of this old college uh, man. Um, <laughs> there was a John Roddick match in 1998 that is just epic. John Roddick being the older brother of Andy Roddick and yeah. a drinking buddy of mine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear his stories and his stories of Andy Roddick as well. I'm- Dude, uh, so. Okay, here's a really side story that is apropos of nothing, but um, this will be my name dropping, I guess. It's kind of a jerk thing. But so in 2004, was that when, uh, maybe it was 2004, 2005. Anyway, Kentucky's, I'm at the post, and Kentucky's playing in um, Austin and in the Elite Eight, you know, the, the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I screwed up. And booked my return flight for a day later and didn't realize that. Um, so I was going to try to go back on a Sunday or, or a Saturday uh, after Kentucky lost, I think, to Michigan State. And whatever the day it was, it was like it was the Easter weekend. So I was like, no, you're stuck in Austin for an extra night. So I'm like, okay, there are worse things than being in Austin for an extra night. So I'm just like walking down 6th Street hanging out that night and I look over and I see this guy and he looks at me and I'm like, John, he's like Trent and it's John Roddick <laughs> and it's John. And he's like, Hey, you remember my wife, Ginger? I'm like, yeah, sure. Hey, Ginger. Good to see you. And he's like, and this is my brother, Andy. 
I'm like, oh, tight. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, uh, what are you doing? And I just tell the story. And it's like, well, you want to hang with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went hanging out and drinking on in Austin with uh, John and Andy Roddick and Chetra Roddick as well. Sounds like a good time. It was a good time. You could have just uh, you just tell a story that has drinking in Austin, and you're not you're already on a really in a good spot, you know. Oh yeah. Then you then you add that crew in, and and it's it's a story that you tell on a podcast. Hey, <laughs> no live sports. We got to do that, something. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, speaking of, we have to do something. Look at me. Uh, Want to drop in with this and remind you: if you're bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well-groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped's the only men's brand that's dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. It's forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. It's perfectly engineered tools for your family jewels. It even rhymes. It's great. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC. For limited time, subscribers get not one, two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Ooh, you want it to be anti-chafing. Uh, so go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC. Trent, will you shave your beard on your face? Nope, but everything else. <laughs> I don't know if you own a razor. I do. Um those razor blades are pretty old, uh, but I do own one. <laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know when the, when's the last time you shaved your beard in any capacity? There's like, or a trim. Oh, I get it trimmed all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's constantly trimmed. Okay. I have a little, um, you know, electric thing. I do my mustache a lot because, uh, it'll go a little too low and then food will get caught in it and it grosses mm-hmm. my wife out. Yeah. Which is understandable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like every time I get, I probably get my beard trimmed um, like twice as much as my haircut. So, cause that I have sense. bad, I like, I can't, I have really bad, uh, I guess 3D visual type stuff. So in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, I'm the distance I just don't get. So if I do it myself more often than not, I screw it up. The last time I didn't have a beard, I screwed up and <laughs> trimming my mustache and it kind of all went away. And so then I was like, Oh, I got to shave everything. Cause I'm not going to do the Amish thing. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, or the Lincoln, maybe it's a Lincoln. Um, and so, yeah, I just wasn't going to do that. But when you look back on it, there is a reason for that. It's just because it gets gross and the, their wives hate seeing the food in their beard and the mustache. I did the Lincoln. I had the I had the Lincoln for about a three year two to three year period, and I was like, it was it was just it wasn't like a law it was just the you know just the beard that was only like basically the leprechaun ish Lincoln. Did you style. have Did you have the big hair at the point? Point I did. So th- it, so it was like a circle. <laughs> the hair was big on top, and then the facial hair was just the like 
the chin strap up, you know, Ooh. Lincoln style. Yeah. But that was like my college. That was a, a, that was a decent portion of my college life. The funny part about that was I was trying to go into broadcasting at the time. <laughs> and like, yeah. So, so like people were trying to figure out how to have delicate conversations with me. Like you can't look like this. If you want to be in broadcasting, I really get any job, but definitely not one where a television's on you. And, and I was sort of of the, of the approach. I was going to change the way everything operated in, in the world. Oh yeah. When you're and it 20. Was a, I, look, I knew I, I had big thoughts. Okay. And I was 20, 21. And I said, you know what? Big thoughts. People big shouldn't hair. have an expected appearance to be on television. You should be able to be yourself and people will embrace the way that I look, even though that I look different. Right. And then no one gave me a job and I was working at the Marriott slinging drinks. So I, I shaved it <laughs> and I tried to look a little better and then I got a job. Moral of the story. Don't try to change the world. People just live and don't grow a Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and manscape. Yes. Right. Um, I had one other thing that I wanted to add to thinking about the playoff format and the, in the games that just was, as you were talking about it earlier, I was sort of jotting down some notes on it and thinking, you know, if you're looking at what the schedule would be, wouldn't we be looking at either 90 or 108 games then? It depends, I'm telling you when it started. If you've got nine teams, I would assume you would play them 10 or 12 times. You know, I mean, you would be yeah, I, an, even, I mean, an even number. I mean, if you play 10 games, five games, two five-game series, you're only doing the one trip to each of those places. Yeah. That would be the seem to be the most efficient way that you batten down travel and still get all those games taken care of and you know you're not spending too much time away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That seems then, to make a lot of sense. And you play yeah. like an even number if you can squeeze in 100 games. Yeah. Yeah, you're so you're really you're really close at that point. I mean, and then and then I'm for playoff formats, I would think you'd have to have some sort of an advantage, obviously a buy of some sort for the three division winners, and then the rest of it is playing itself out. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if even well, no, because the three makes it weird. Because Korea or the top two, interest. maybe the top two division in each division get some sort of buys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, or you, know, you do a round robin. Everybody makes it, and there's a round robin. Ooh. See, then why play the regular season though? Right, or maybe you, you just still do got, you like still got the to top eliminate 15. teams. Yeah, maybe you do the regular season, you do the top fifteen, you do the round robin kind of thing. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I just it be the thing is if you get into a world of like you know anything other than the winners of the division. You know, if you're, you can't compare Detroit versus LA because they're not playing anywhere. They're the totally different universes of teams that they're playing against. You know, if you were trying mm-hmm. to compare records like as wild cards or whatever. Right. So I don't know. I don't, it's, it's food for thought, but I would, I would think it would have to have some sort of scenario where your top one or two teams get significant, a significant advantage in whatever that playoff ends up looking like in each, in each division. But, you know. What do I know? What do, what do I know? I don't. As as we've told you, we don't know anything. Nothing. <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't. Like, I mean, that's why. Like, us. I haven't gotten really like into the weeds 
on all this and how it would work and the amount of series and all that, just because it's like, you know, we were talking about how it would work with the Arizona plan and then the Arizona, Texas, Florida plan. And, you know, and it's just, we'll see. Um, everybody seems to think we might know something by the end of this month and things get ramped up. May 31st yeah. is a big day for a lot of reasons and, and no small part because most teams are paying most of their employees through May 31st. Yeah. I know the Reds yeah. are. Um, after that, things get dicey. All right, before we go any further, I do want to mention that if, if look, if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment as soon as possible. That's why I'm talking about our friends at Roman. They spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home, and Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician Within 24 hours, if the doctor decides that treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there's no commitments. You can cancel any time. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and the free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, Trent. Uh, let's move on. And uh, look, we don't know anything that's going to happen uh, going forward. We don't know what when the season's going to start, what it's going to look like. But us talking about things and speculating on things is really all there is left to do. But the good news is, look, KBO is happening. Baseball is happening. You can watch it. Yeah. If you want to watch I, you baseball, know, it's happening. And like we we kind of touched on this earlier. It's like what can MLB learn? And I think a lot of that is going to be, um, you know, watching these games. One of the biggest concerns we heard, um, we heard Dan Straley talk about this. Um, like, what's it going to be like with no fans? It's going to be really hard. And so I talked to Justin Nicolino, who uh, pitched for the Reds AAA team in 2018. Uh, he's been up with the big leagues in with the um, with the Marlins. He's, he's pitched quite a bit with the Marlins, and he is in the CPBL. He's playing for the Rakuten Monkeys at the moment, and, uh, and so like he said, it's been it's been easier than he thought. And when you watch the games there, it hasn't been as bad as I expected. You know, there are some in in, in the CPBL. They have cheerleaders there. And they're kind of like singing and doing the chanting or whatever. There's uh, piped in music. Now, in both the CPBL and KBO and in Japan, the cheering sections are a big thing. They're coordinated and they have songs for each player. So those are kind of going on through the game. And I think that's helped. And maybe some of that ambient noise. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Hmm. Having piped in noise is kind of weird. They also have like robot drummers and in the CPBL, uh, it's 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 really weird, but it's helped. And Justin said that, like, while he was doing it, like while that goes on, he hasn't really noticed a difference with no fans. Um, he's like, man, I just get locked in, and so that I thought was really interesting. And I also talked to him about some of the precautions they take because, again, CPBL is a little bit ahead of K KBO. They've been playing for a couple weeks. 
So it's been kind of normal, you know, and um, one of the things is, is they walk in and there is a scanner that's a body temperature scanner when they walk into the stadium. And then like before they go into the games, it's there. And so he walked in the day of his first start and he, he walks in and he hears some beeping as he walks in and looks up and he can see like the outline of himself on the monitor and it's bright red and he is above the temperature and it's like, mm. oh. Um, so they basically pulled him aside and then they do a head scan and they do the other ones and, and he was okay. But for a minute there, like that's what it was. And so they kind of hold him back and hold him aside for a little bit. And these yeah. are the kind of precautions they're taking. He says, we get our temperature taken a lot. Um, you know, in Korea, one of the things that's great garnered headlines, um, and it's been tough for guys to adjust to is there's, well, not only no high fives, but no spitting. I mean, mm. spitting is pretty big part of baseball. And um, it's you anybody who is... Maybe this is one of those things that would, would be okay to clean up a little bit. Like, we could... It's like a lot of things that are conventions. Like, why did we have to spit all the time? Yeah, I mean, next thing you're going to tell me is I can't grab, grab my crotch. Well, I mean, you can't take that away. And, you know, it's freshly shorn. Um, uh, all I know is this. Use the off coupon offer, The Athletic, for 20% yeah, off. And two free right. gifts. It's true. <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, that's the other thing about it is, you know, guys, if you start playing and guys show up and they test positive, like, you know, you got to understand that if you're in the middle of this, you know, playoff format that we just decided or figured out uh all of a sudden in the middle of it your best players could immediately be gone well I mean, in korea just, they're gonna stop they the league, the shuts whole down league for would weeks. stop yeah yeah because i mean we saw that in um we saw that in the nba right that's what it was was one yep. player testing positive and they were like well he's been here he's been you know in a league even when you talk officials and everything else there's so much uh, intermingling that you can't say people aren't going to uh, have been exposed. So the whole league then stops and is quarantined for two wow. weeks. This just, yeah. It's all very, and then you know what? That just proves we don't know. We don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know anything. We don't, we don't know anything. But Keith, Ken Rosenthal's trying to know things. Uh, uh, Ken Rosenthal <laughs> knows more than me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, that so is a blanket can, can... statement about everything. <laughs> like, what am you I going to have keep... for dinner? Ken Rosenthal knows better than I do. Ken Rosenthal knows better. Yeah, probably chicken. But I'm just speculating. I don't know. It's, it's, a, good, uh, it's a good speculation. Yeah. Uh, it is a holiday uh, dinner, so I don't know what we're doing for the holiday. Oh. What holiday? Paul. Am I missing something? Oh, May the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Although I kind of like Star Wars my, my my general. Like, thing go to Mayo's like, tomorrow. We got. I mean, my general thing is like I kind of know how uh, Irish people feel on St. Patrick's Day on this day. Yeah, a lot of tourists. <laughs> a lot of tourists. <laughs> but I'm still drinking, man. I'm sure you are. What do you like? What What is a traditional May the fourth be with you drink? Is there some sort of like you know oh, Star Wars? Cocktail, yeah, blue milk. Um, so blue like, milk. I guess a blue Russian would work. Um, 
Yeah, and then a couple of years ago, two years ago, my daughter suggested, like she was, we were coming up with ideas, and she said, I want a seven-layer cake. Oh, there you go. I like and so that. I was charged with making a seven-layer cake. Now, baking is not my forte. What I did was I made a regular cake and then put seven Princess Leia figures on it. Oh, I was thinking you could make a cake that had like the – in the shape of the buns. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like one real seven. big one on the bottom, they get a little smaller, but they're all clearly the, the hair buns, the ear, that ear would, hair buns. That is way beyond my uh... – You're like, no, I'm just going to stick a pictures on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, Trent. It was it was it was great spending this time with you. I missed you. I missed you too, buddy. You did yeah. again. Awesome work. And um, I, I expected some time off again already. You certainly earned it. Uh, just and then another great story today that I'm in the middle of. Uh, that so far is fascinating. Um, you interrupted my reading, my morning reading, but it is fine. Sorry. Yes. Thanks. No, I, that's that's sort of the 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 big one I've been working on for a long time, uh, and it was supposed to come out last week, but then they kept making more news. So it was like sort of almost the point of the story about how they keep making news and how they're plotting the whole off season out. Um, but you know the Dalton thing happens, and so yeah, it was it pushed it back to this week. But um, it's it's still uh, it's it's been a, a very interesting beat to be in the middle of as. Everybody else has not had anything going on. They've been the kind of the exact opposite over there. So thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, it's good to be back. It's going to be back talking baseball and Reds, and hopefully we'll be talking baseball games before too, too long. But you know what, Trent? We don't know. We don't know. We do. Only thing I do Moral know is – Only thing I do know is we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking about something. I hope. I hope so. It's you're right. We don't know that for sure. Uh, anyway, Trent, good to catch him back up with you again. Good to be back on the pod. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on WARP. Insurance and Ooh. Ooh.